Contact Center Focus, the Reality Training Podcast. Hello, you're listening to another episode of Contact Center Focus. I'm joined by my co-host Bobby Morell. Hello. And today we're going to... Hello, howdy. Today, we, I see you're wearing sunglasses. Have you got any sun actually coming through your window? Uh, no, it's a bit grey today. Or are they your sort of tinted These glasses? These are my anti-glare glasses, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that due to my star quality? Yes, yeah, you're very bright and the, the, the light <laughs> is glinting off your head for some reason. Anyway. Oh, well, that's true. Hmm. So today, we are focusing in on how you get across the value of something. Mm. You might be talking about your product, talking about your service... It's what you should say, how much you should say, the way you structure that language, if you like. Mm. So if we think of various things that you are told by your organization that we must tell people about these wonderful features. I remember when I first worked uh, selling clothes at The Gap, whenever a new item came in, they go through the features of the shirt. There's only ever the features. And then there was the default that these features naturally would give a benefit to the customer that it's easier to tuck in or whatever it might be. Absolutely. Now, I've got a great example of this. So a few years ago, we did a work, uh, did a lot of work for a travel company and they were selling uh, cruises, okay? And yeah. these were cruises that were going all over the place. And I called them up um, to pretend to be a customer to find out about um, a cruise. And so I had a few bits of information like the date I wanted to travel, how long I wanted to travel for, kind of thing I was after, sort of Caribbean style cruise. And they were just taking my details down. They weren't telling me anything about this particular cruise. They gave me the prices, etc. And in the end, I had to say, well, just tell me a bit about this ship. You know, what's it like? And I said, oh, well, um, uh, okay. And I had, I had the details in front of me on the screen. I had all these bullet points, all these features of this ship. And this person on the other end of the phone proceeded to read out the list of features to me. And I just thought, well, if they're going to do this, I'll just let them do it. So they were saying things like the ship has a pool. It has a theater. It has six bars. It has seven restaurants. It has a shopping mall. And he started listing these things. And I thought, surely you're going to stop at some point and ask me something. Just ca- carried on going. Uh, then he said, each cabin has an innovative three-part bathroom. And I just had to burst out laughing. And I said, really? So if I pay slightly less, do I get a less innovative two-part bathroom? You know, which bit's missing? I mean, really totally bizarre. And I think sometimes we're in danger of just reading yeah. out lists of features in the hope that people go, mm, mm, mm. And it's just so boring, so dull, so uninteresting. Um, we need to find out more about our customers Otherwise, we've got no choice but to read out features, and it's the most ineffective way of getting across value. It comes from a belief. If you look at the history of selling, there was a salesman type called Animated Catalogue, yes. who was the salesman who just was a physical embodiment of the catalogue, going through all of the features. But mm. this was only with extremely new products. So when refrigerators were invented, people didn't have a clue how they worked and they would go through everything. The door, you can put your milk in the side. This is the freezer compartment, the temperature. There's a lot to learn. But yes. These days, consumers know all this stuff. You don't. They don't want you to list it and read out the bullet points, if you like. So mm. the, the old-fashioned thing is, here is a feature and therefore there's a benefit. So Bob, with this new car I'm selling you, one of the features is it has a sunroof and the benefit to you is you can just put that back and have the natural sun coming through the car straight onto you and your passenger. 
Now, Bob is going, well, okay, uh, my passenger is uh, an elderly gentleman who I, who I drive around who actually wears a toupee, and uh, I think that that sunroof <laughs> might not be of benefit to them because the toupee is going to fly off. I, I, I drive Elton around quite a bit. No. Um, and and that, that, could be, that could be awkward. Oh, you want to be careful, mate. You need to prove that. Um, <laughs> now, Elton I, I, I think what we need to... Uh, yes, what we need to come on to is what, you, of course, you should be doing. And we don't want to list features. We don't want to talk about things that people are not interested in. Everything you are selling will have certain advantages for the customer, whether it's a service or a product. There'll be a reason why those products or services exist. So the first thing we've got to do is ask some great questions. Now, there's a separate podcast on uh, CCF on questioning skills. Listen to that. That's really important. And we haven't got time to look at all that now, but you've got to ask decent questions. From that questioning, you will then be able to put together what we call VAPS, a value added proposition, which is a tailored value statement for that particular customer, where you take one of the features this product or service that you're selling, but you use a VAP statement to then explain what that feature means to that particular customer. So let's say, for example, I was going to sell a car to Jeremy, okay? Now, I've asked him questions about his family. Family of five, they have a dog, they travel down to Devon all the time, they need room for luggage, dog, five people, all adults, they need a substantial surfboards, car. surfboards uh, you know those things you stand on in the in the stream, paddle boards, um, uh, you know crates of booze, all the other stuff that they take with them. Okay, so they need a substantial car. Now I could just go well in that case. Look, here's a here's a massive uh, four wheel drive with a huge boot. This this is what you need. But really, what you need to do is create a VAP. And a VAP would be something like, okay, Jeremy, from everything you've told me, it's vitally important that you have a car which can take everything you need when you and the entire family go on holiday. Mm. So in that case, I think this particular one we're looking at is the wrong car for you because it really is only a five-seater with a reasonable-sized boot. And I think what you should be looking at is something of this size, a much larger vehicle, which actually has an option of up to seven seats. And because of that, you can put two down at the back, which gives you a cavernous boot where there's room for a dog on one side, your luggage on the other. You wouldn't necessarily need to invest in a roof rack with a car of this size. And there's plenty of room for the family to sit uh, whilst you're driving along. And what that means is that you know you can get everything into the car every time you want to go away. You just throw it all in the back and uh, you never have to worry about, oh, I'm not sure we're going to be able to get everything in. It, you're never going to have to worry about. How does that sound? Does it come in green? Would you like it in green? Yeah. Yeah, I think we would. Okay, well, then you're, you're going to buy a big green Discovery. Beautiful. Now, here we go. So if we think about a VAP, a VAP is you told me something, therefore I'm going to recommend this to you. And what that means to you is boom, boom, boom. So there's three elements to it. You've said something that was, is really important to you. I've heard that. It's gone into my little brain. There's a whole list of reasons why this is the right product for you. But because of what's something that you said, I'm now going to link those two things together. Now, it used to be called features, advantages and benefits. But that's a bit old hat these days. What we need to do is go, right, there's a hundred reasons why this is the right thing for you. 
But from everything you've told me, these one or two reasons are the main reasons why it's the right thing for you. Ah, okay. And you would imagine that when you say a VAP, that person you're speaking to is nodding away, or if you're in a contact center, they're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, yeah, mm-hmm. You're getting that sort of verbal nods down the phone where they know they've been listened to, they know you've picked the right feature, and they, you've now explained what that feature means to them. That is a decent VAP. It's the personalization and that word proposition. You're, you're not just listing a feature. You're saying my proposition to you is your mm. life will be enhanced through having this ownership of this thing. It's the opposite of what your organization may be doing with you. They may be handing you photocopied sheets of this week's prices and this week's most important things. You might be emailed a PDF mm. going, you've got to mention this. You've got to you've got to Office. get through all of this, you know, this sort of marketing push, if you like. And so you'll be sitting there going, I've got to get across the fact that they get more X this month or if they buy this and they'll get this as well. I've got to get all this across because someone in your organization thinks that's what makes people buy. But you have to resist that, ask your questions and then say, right, the holy grail is three VAPs. If you can deliver three VAPs, fantastic. If you can't, you want to get to two. And if you're struggling because you've not asked enough questions, just deliver one rock solid Mm -hmm. VAP. And again, if there's decision making to be had or shared, instead of turning to the partner and going, how much do they want? They say, well, hang on, they found this out about us, about our trips. And when it came to the car, they made the suggestion based on the fact that the dog, oh, they found out about that. Yeah, they did, actually. It's going to be much easier for them to resell it to you. Now, if you are an organization that sends out written proposals or written emails to customers, then actually a VAT allows you to differentiate what that person's receiving because many people receive a number of quotes. If you've got a covering email that says, please find attached my proposal, just to remind you, these are the three major reasons why this is right for you. You said you wanted this, I'm giving you that, blah, blah, blah. You can actually have those VAPs as a covering note, either in the proposal or as a covering email. That allows you to personalize your written recommendation as well. So either way, uh, on the phone or through an email, you can use these personalized value statements to bring to life the value for that customer. And that also, remember, proves the value because after you've gone through your VAPs, you say, this is going to cost you 700 pounds. Well, if you said, I've got something for you that's 700 quid and listed all the features, I'm not that excited. If you said, here's three fantastic reasons, tailored reasons why this is right for you, and it's 700 pounds, you then have to then think, okay, how does all that value stack up against that price? So it's going to help you in your negotiation as well. Brilliant. So I hope that really helps you. We've made it really clear. You told me, you mentioned this, therefore I recommend this. And what that means to you is you will gain this outcome. So just to close, remember you're selling outcomes. You're selling an enhancement to their life through this ownership of whatever it is you're selling or whatever you're retaining them to keep spending with you. We'll see you on another one soon. We will. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you.